Jonathan. I would like to welcome Michael. Michael Nula is a physical therapist with whom I previously talked on a few physical therapy, rheumatology, muscles, tendons, and other musculoskeletal complaints related topics. And Michael, welcome. And why won't you introduce yourself in few words? Sure, doctor. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Michael Nula. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I'm also the founder of Elite Physical Therapy. Uh, in Rhode Island and now Southern Massachusetts as well. I started the practice 19 years ago and we've quickly expanded into 12 locations and uh, love what I do. So thank you for having me today. Of course, this is wonderful. I'm so glad that you have so many locations because one of the thing I like about it is that patient often asks me, you know, uh, ask me, this is such an extra thing to do. And I said, hey, listen, there's so many opportunities, even for our uh, Rhode Islanders who don't like to go out from, you know, the own safety zone much and travel from one end of a Rhode Island to the other. It's so good that you have so many opportunities for them. So that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we want to keep it easy for people to have access. You know, so our entire group is accommodating and, you know, we're spread out through the state so that, People don't have to drive more than 10 minutes to get to a location. That's phenomenal. And today, my topic of interest in the recent weeks is feet health and feet arthritis. And I spoke with my colleague podiatrist, Dr. DeHaven, about plantar fasciitis. And he explained a bit about mechanics of that in our short podcast talk. Uh, but I would like to dive in with you uh, in the physical therapy of ankle, I'm sorry, of plantar fasciitis specifically. So the heel pain, which is so common. Uh, I actually had a plantar fasciitis myself and it was really stubborn to get rid of. And uh, how do you go about it? Yeah, I mean, so in physical therapy, the, the most important thing first is getting a thorough history and an examination. Um, but common presentation, it, you know, we'll have a patient that comes in, says they've been dealing with this on and off for several months, having some good days, some bad days. Um, so pain's rather intermittent. And then usually by the time a patient comes to us, the pain has gotten to a certain level now that they can't ignore it anymore and, and try to work through it. Um, but more often than not, I mean, what we see is the plantar fascia, you know, that connective tissue underneath the, the foot, it's inflamed, it's irritated, it's tender to touch, it's tender to bear weight. Uh, common sites of local tenderness tend to be right at the heel, like at the calcaneus insertion. Um, and as it goes through the, the long arch uh, and um, can be quite sore, achy, throbbing. Those tend to be the, the most descriptive words, most commonly used descriptive words. Um, you know, mechanically is usually why there's a problem. So it'll stem from maybe a postural misalignment. Maybe the patient's overpronated where their, their feet are rolled in. Uh, maybe unilaterally. So maybe one foot's rolled in a little bit more than the other or bilateral pronation. And for whatever reason, they tend to move and, and go to one side a little more than the other. As we go up the kinetic chain up the lower extremity, sometimes we'll find some strength imbalances. Uh, maybe there's a weak hip, maybe there's some weakness uh, up, up along the core. Um, sometimes we'll find some tissue density along you know, the calf or the Achilles some flexibility deficits, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll see people having tight hamstrings or tight quadriceps, calves, et cetera. So it's all about trying to go up and down the kinetic chain and figure out, you know, where are the deficits and then history taking, you know, how did it start? So 
most common uh, onset is insidious onset. They can't really point to any one time in the history when they noticed uh, something happened. Um, so they can't really recall a causative event. They just sort of say, you know, it just started and it's progressively worsened. Um, you know, some other things we try to cue in on is how, what's their footwear? You know, what are they wearing yep. for shoes uh, mm -hmm. and footwear throughout the day? Um, are they doing a lot of walking? We're looking at other things as well. Are they overweight? Uh, is there any exercise history? So those are several things that we're, we're keying in on right out the gate uh, in the examination. And, you know, I really appreciate what you said about looking at other parts of the, let's say, lower extremity. So it's not only, you know, the foot as a this autonomical department, but looking at the entire lower extremity, or you said even imbalance in the lower back or hips, which is, you know, which is so important to find to really the good reason for that. And the question I have to you is, I remember when I, and I'm not gonna tell you the details of my age, but I remember when I developed it a year ago, I was like, I'm too young for it. And so what's what's the most commonly age and gender that you see plantar fasciitis? Or it's like a common denominator or everybody's equal here? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, Sure, we see tendency and, and frequency a little bit more with a particular demographic. I, I'd say age-wise, we're used to seeing this more commonly, ages 35, uh, maybe to 55. Um, you know, and it's not just isolated to the, you know, the, the patients too that are a little overweight or and some of the other elements I mentioned. I mean, sometimes it is an overuse condition as well. So you have the the, the athlete, right? The, right. the runner. Uh, the tennis player, the basketball player, volleyball player, right? So repetition, overuse, uh, and depending how their mechanics are and their movement can sometimes create an overuse inflammation condition down there. So, um, but yeah, it seems to be ages 35 to 55. Okay. So that's my window. That's my window. You narrowed mm -hmm. it nicely. Very, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. 35 and, for you, right? Yeah. Uh, and yes. And of course, for, uh, for any women. And, and men too, you know, I mean, nobody wants to, wants to age prematurely, but um, so you have your patient, you know, on the examination table and is it more your physical therapist's work or it's more kind of like you're going to work within that, uh, within your body, meaning you have to go home and do your stretches, your exercises, or is it something that specifically you more commonly offer in your office for, uh, for that condition? The later, you know, I, I, we like when a patient comes in, uh, comes in for an initial evaluation, then we tailor a treatment program that's going to be right for them. Because while we do want to treat the symptoms and treat some of the impairments we identify, we, we naturally want to remedy the entire problem, right? What was, what was the cause, right? So if it is something mechanically, um, we want to, we want to break that down and, and put the right correction in. It will certainly teach patients things they can do complementary, like the days that they don't come in for physical therapy, they should be doing some particular treatment activities like stretching and some mobilization activities, icing um, uh, for 10 minutes, uh, two to three times a day, at least in, in the early part of the physical therapy. Um, but again, you know, working with them and, and their individual needs. Um, if there's something posturally going on, talking to them about orthotics, and um, if they're working with a podiatrist, you know, we like to work with those providers if, because oftentimes they have their own solution for orthotics. But if we're working with primary care or other uh, subspecialties, um, we're happy to make those recommendations. We work with vendors and can get from custom orthotics to prefabricated 
Prefabricated tend to be a more cost-effective option. So we tend to like to start with that. It's friendly on the patient's pocketbook or, or wallet, um, usually under $50 and see if that solves it, if, if orthotics are indicated. Um, and then, you know, kind of reserve the custom orthotics where that tends to be, that can be anywhere from $250 uh, up to $500, depending where they go to do those custom orthotics. Um, and yeah. we outsource that. That's not something that we provide in-house. Yeah, that drives the price up. So of course you want to try simple and cheaper, more affordable. Uh, that's always the best way to go. And for patients to make it, you know, really something that they can maintain or afford, it's important. And what is your success rate in people having plantar fasciitis when they finish their treatment? Do you tell them, you know, you really need to continue your home exercise program or are they majority, one, uh, majority ones cured after your uh, therapy sessions? Yeah, we have a great success rate. You know, it is all, it's always a collaboration, right? It's a partnership with the patient. I mean, when they yeah. do their part and then we do our part collectively, we remedy the problem and have great outcomes. You know, and then the carryover and carry through is um, some lifestyle improvements. You know, maybe it's some particular things that they integrate into an exercise program, uh, or if one didn't exist, getting that in place. And then footwear, you know, again, going back to, to what they're wearing for shoes, um, you know, it's so important to get patients rotating shoes when they go for walks or if they're on their feet for long periods of time, having supportive footwear, you know, and knowing their foot type, right? Are they, are they pronated or are they supinated? Yeah, um, getting the right accommodation so that, you know, you're having contact with, with that arch um, in a supportive, neutral manner. And that's, you know, so th that's some of the things that we're thinking about long-term. Uh, and, you so know, Rhode Island is a lucky because there's a few very nice uh, shoe or sports shoes feeding uh, stores. And some of them have really cute commercials on TV. If you, if you watch some Rhode Island TV, there's like a really nice song and to, to be fitted for good shoes. Uh, but also, you know, one, my last question, Michael, for today is, you know, so the, the sneakers and changing them, I think it's true that, you know, you can't just like buy one pair of sneakers and be happy for them uh, for the next decade. It should be more, change more commonly, correct? That they just wear similarly to your toothbrush. Yeah, we, we usually encourage patients to have two pairs and rotate them. You'll, they'll last longer. You know, we always okay. tell them to just because they still look shiny and pretty on the outside, you know, never underestimate the wear and tear that's happening on the inside, right? And um, mm -hmm. it's nice to, to spot wearing patterns on shoes, you know, so obviously get new shoes when they are wearing on the bottom, but also kind of zero in on where is the wearing patterns on the bottom of the foot. And it'll, it'll give you an indicator on how the foot's striking the ground. Yeah. Um, and so to a physical therapist, we'll zero in on that. Maybe there's some mechanical things with their gait pattern that we need to address. Maybe it's because there's something going on at their hip, you know, or their back. Maybe there's some sort of asymmetry at, uh, with their pelvic alignment, um, or their lumbar spine, um, you know, and then tissue density, you know, when we're feeling along the arch of the foot into the calf, if there's any, you know, deep tissue restrictions, we're going to apply some manual therapy techniques and get in there and release those restrictions, whether it's, you know, deep tissue release and mobilization techniques or Graston technique, where we use stainless steel instruments to kind of loosen up tissue. Uh, and in some extreme cases, we'll uh, consult with the referring provider and see if maybe dry needling is indicated. Um, so just a few modalities in our bag of tricks to, again, it's all about getting the patient better and getting them active and, uh, and back to doing what they love doing. 
That's wonderful. And Michael, this is very comprehensive. A lot of tips, a lot of good ideas, how to get rid of uh, feed plantar fasciitis, this very common and knowing condition um, that affects really a variety of people who are, you know, active, whether it's in sports or uh, in, in, in their professional life. So thank you so much for that. And I hope that we can talk uh, soon. Yeah. Thank you for having me today. Nice talking thank to you. Thank you. Have a nice weekend. You too. Thanks.